What is good, everybody? It's your boy, Chef Buck, and I'm here. I'm about to make another podcast, and I'm going to make a podcast based on the NFL draft is today. And I'm going to make an NFL mock draft based on if I ran the world for mock draft. I'll give some predictions as to what I think is going to happen in this draft. Without further ado, here we go. With the first pick in the 2020 NFL draft... No brainer, no no surprise. I have the Cincinnati Bengals taking Joe Burrow. I don't think anyone's debating that. There's there was talks about the Bengals possibly trading down. The Dolphins were looking to offer a number of picks to trade up to the spot, but the only concern I have about Joe Burrow is he only was good for one season, and but it was a very extraordinarily good season, and he's also 23 years old. This franchise is in a very bad spot, and they have, they have a lot they need to fix. With the second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State. With me being the GM of each team, I also have the Washington Redskins trading Trent Williams to the Cleveland Browns for their second-round pick. I think if there's no point in hanging on to Trent Williams if he's not going to play, I think Cleveland is desperate for offensive line help. They need immediate offensive line help. So I think that this, this trade's a no-brainer. They have to trade for Trent Williams here. It's, it benefits both teams here. I also have the Washington Redskins trading Ryan Kerrigan, defensive end, to Seattle for a third-round pick. In my earlier mock drafts, I flirted with the Redskins taking Tua possibly at the spot. I flirted with them possibly trading down. Because the thing is, you look at their defensive front. They have Ryan Kerrigan. They have... Who is he was one of the best defensive edge rushers in the league in the past over the past I don't know four years or so. You have Montez Sweat who had seven and a half sacks last year as a rookie, who you also spent a first round pick on. You also have Matthew Ioannidis, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. These guys are you know first second round draft picks that you've all used up your defensive line on. So the edge rush is is not really a, a, a position of need for you if you're Washington. You have a quarterback that is not good at all. Okay, Dwayne Haskins, I think, is just terrible. He had a QBR of around 23. To put that into perspective, in the last... if The thing is, he had about seven touchdowns and seven picks last year in the short time he played. If his QBR were to... Because he didn't play enough because he was hurt. If you, would have, if you add that in to the QBRs, if he qualified over the past... 10 years, there's only one quarterback that had a lower QBR than Dwayne Haskins, and that's Josh Rosen. And we all know what happened to Josh Rosen. After being a first-round pick, he was shipped off to Miami for a second-rounder, and he's he's done, basically. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is going to be the answer, if I'm being honest. He did have a great season at Ohio State, no doubt about that. He's a good thrower of the football, but the thing is he also had all day, all day to throw because Ohio State has always had one of the best offensive lines in football. I think if you put any pro-style quarterback with with some with just any talent level at all, that's over 6'2", could put up the kind of numbers that Dwayne Haskins put up last year. So he's also already is in his rookie season has had dealt with a lot of injury problems. He struggled with leadership and maturity, which is something that's key for a quarterback. He's also a pretty slow, unathletic quarterback. And what differentiates good quarterbacks from great quarterbacks? 
athleticism. We're talking Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I don't see that in Dwayne Haskins. I think they're going to need a new quarterback at some point, sooner or later. But at this point, um, if you're looking, if I were to look at this, if you look at San Francisco, you look at Jacksonville teams that built from the bottom up. You can, you, I've basically learned that you can't have too many people in the front seven. Even Philadelphia, two, year, two years back when they made it to the Super Bowl, I don't think it would be a bad idea for Washington to take a, a, a edge rusher like Chase Young because the thing is, after Chase Young, the talent level just significantly drops down. I mean, Chase Young is probably the best edge rusher we've seen in college football since Jadavian Clowney. I mean, this is Chase Young. Chase Young is a type of talent that you only see once every five years or so. And I'm looking at the rest of the Redskins roster. Their linebacker linebacker core is just terrible. You have Thomas Davis, and you have a couple of no names on the outside positions. You have basically no cornerbacks at all. You cut Josh Norman. You have no corners. You have Landon Collins, but your team is basically you have a, a lot of holes to fill. And if I'm being honest, I'm if I'm the Redskins this year, I'm hoping for one of two things. I'm either hoping for number one, Alex Smith to come back because while Alex Smith might not be an elite quarterback, he is a proven winner. He has won everywhere he's gone, whether that's San Francisco or Kansas City or Washington before he got hurt last year. If he's not back, I think the move is to tank for Trevor Lawrence because I think with this roster that they have right now, with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, there is no way they win the division whatsoever. If they have Alex Smith, I would possibly consider them as a division championship champion. But you t- you have Trevor you add Trevor Lawrence to this team that just adds a whole new dynamic. This roster is terrible right now and it has a lot of holes to fill. And Chase Young taking one and keep in mind this Washington Redskins team does not have a second round pick either. So that's also a big thing to trade Ryan Kerrigan and Trent Williams here. With the third pick in the two, so that under that with the third pick in the 2020 NFL draft. The Detroit Lions select Jeffrey Akuda, cornerback, Ohio State. There's been talks of the Lions trading back this pick. There have been talks of yes, I. I don't think that um, the Lions should tra- would trade would trade back. I think that both since I'm running both Miami and LA, I am not really enthusiastic and see the need to trade up and get a pref- a preference of which quarterback I want to pick. Um. If I'm the Lions, there's been talk about the Lions taking Derek Brown, which would I would be, I'm a Lions fan and I would be so pissed off. You have no idea if the Lions took Derek Brown. Derek Brown had one of a, a historically bad combine. People are trying to compare compare him to Ndamukong Sue, which is a joke. He is big. He is fat. He can only play two downs. He can't play a third on third down because he cannot ru- rush the passer. He's a space eater. He's a Damon Harrison type guy. You cannot take Derek Brown with third pick. I can't emphasize this. On the other hand, you have Jeffrey Akuda. This guy is a stud. He's being compared to a number of uh, really good quarter- cornerbacks out of high school or out of co- coming out of college, such as Jalen Ramsey, um, Denzel Ward, Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, Ohio State is DB is is the DB, is basically the DBU of, NF- of the NFL almost. I mean, just look at a few of the prospects that have come out over the past few years. We're talking uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Malik Cooker, Denzel Ward. Um, I could go on and on. I 
Mar- yeah, Marshall. The only real player that's been an issue, bro, Bradley, Bradley Roby as well, but um, Eli Apple was the one player, but he had a terrible attitude issues. I've heard nothing bad about Jeff Akuda's character. We're talking Jeff Akuda. This is the same Jeff Akuda that has allowed one touchdown, I believe, since the midway point of 2018. He also, interesting stat, did not allow a single pass interference or holding call all season. That is Im- impressive. Can you, ima- can you imagine how difficult that must be to go a full season without a single defensive pass interference or holding penalty the whole entire season? I think that this is a no-brainer. Denzel Ward's been incredible so far when we're talking Ohio State DBs. Bradley Roby's been a solid starting cornerback. He's made a lot of money playing on some of the best defenses that the league has seen. He's won a Super Bowl. Then we're talking Marshawn Lattimore, former defensive rookie of the year. None of those guys have been raved about the way that Jeff Okuda has. None of them were picked this high. I am very high on Jeff Okuda. I think the biggest, believe me, the Lions have made a number of big mistakes. They took Eric Ebron over Aaron Donald and Odell Beckham. They took, last year they took TJ Hawkinson with Ed Oliver being picked the very next pick. There are so many errors I could go over with this team. But I'm not going to. But this could be the biggest one possibly if they pass on Jeff Okuda. Because I think Jeff Okuda, when all is said and done, could very well be one of the best cornerbacks in the league. With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Jedrick Wills Jr., offensive tackle Alabama. There, it, There's a, a, a pretty intense debate going on on whether or not the Giants should take a tackle or Isaiah Simmons. I think Isaiah Simmons is the four is without a doubt, in my opinion, the fourth best player in this draft. It's it's no it's no debate that the um, New York Giants were one of the worst defenses in the league last year. And the question is why? Well, I have an interesting take on this. If the best thing for you to improve your defense if I'm New York, is to limit Daniel Jones' turnovers. I mean, I wa- Daniel Jones last year had a great year, but he was a turnover machine. He fumbled so much, and he threw so many picks here. I'm going to look this up here, but Daniel Jones needs to be protected. There is no question. Um, according to, pro- I think, I believe it was, so the New York Giants offensive line between left tackle and right tackle, the New York Jets tackles allowed the most sacks out of any combo of offensive tackles in the league. We're talking Nate Solder at left tackle and Mike Grimmers at right tackle. Two guys that are old and overpaid. You're going to want to get rid of those two guys. Offensive linemen like this are very hard to come by. So they're the... um. Daniel Jones had 24 touchdowns and 12 picks last year. That could be significantly um, brought down here. So the head coach for the 
Giants this, this next year is going to be Joe Judge. Former Patriots coach. I think he could possibly bring better out of Nate Solder at left tackle. For the short term, that is. Jedrick Wills, let's keep in mind, played right tackle at Alabama. But that's Tua's blind side since he's a lefty. And, I mean, I, I think the, the smart move is to draft him and then move him over to left tackle at some point. Um, we're also talking, um, so the Giants last year, defense, they gave up the third, few, the third most points in the league last year out of any team. However, they gave up the eighth most points in the in the league. Or sorry, they gave up the eighth most yards in the league. And that has a lot to do with Daniel Jones turning the ball over a bunch. This team has to limit ter- its turnovers. This team did quite a bit to address its defense over the offseason. They signed Blake Martinez from the Green Bay Packers, who was one of the leading tacklers in the entire league last year. He's going to restart that defense. They signed James Bradbury to a big contract to start at cornerback. Their corners were a disastrous last year as well. Their defense was a disaster. But it's not going to matter. You could draft Isaiah Simmons and you could sign any player in the league. If Daniel Jones is turning the ball over, your defense is still going to be bad. So the priority for New York needs to be protecting Daniel Jones because you don't want Daniel Jones getting killed at all. Now, here's where it gets interesting. With the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, we have a trade. Miami trades the fifth pick to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for the seventh pick and a third-round pick. In real life, I think the Dolphins are taking Tua here, no question. But in all of my other drafts as well, I had the Dolphins taking Tua here as well. I'll get more into why I have the Dolphins passing on Tua later in this mock draft, but you look at the, after the the Chargers pick at six here, there is heavy demand for wide receivers and tackles. There's going to be, you have no reason to select Tua here. You can still pass on Tua here and then trade up using your other picks later. But I think of Tua I watched Tua quite a bit last year in college. He definitely has a he's a game change he has a he has that game changing trait in him. He's a game changer. He has that factor in him like players like Kyler Murray, you know, Lonzo Ball, Johnny Manziel, the special that special trait in him. He has that special field vision in him. He has a strong arm. He's very athletic. He's, he's he's incredibly accurate passer. Only thing is, number one, he's got all the all the red flags you could possibly have in a draft quarter. I have never, I have never. Okay, I'm not going to count Johnny Manziel because Johnny Manziel had personal issues. Two is a great guy here, but in all the years that I've followed, I've followed the NFL draft and any NFL draft I can recall since 2007. So going back 13 years. I can never recall a quarterback with so many red flags all thrown into one player. We're talking number one, his size. He is six foot. Baker Mayfield is six foot, and he 
his passes get batted down all the time if you ever watch Cleveland Browns games. He's a lefty. That's never easy. I'm not saying lefty can't I'm not I'm not saying he can't succeed because he's lefty. I'm just saying there hasn't been too many lefties that have been successful. It's a bit it's a big time game changer. And I watched a lot of Alabama football games last year. Another concern of this about this here is Tua had arguably one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in college football last year. Multiple first-round picks on that offensive line, including Jedrick Wills. You also had four first-round picks as wide receivers. And whenever I watch Tua, he most times when he was able to throw the ball, he had a clean pocket. No one was anywhere close to him. But anytime a defensive front was able to penetrate the offensive line and get in his face, Tua looked like a deer in headlights. He would try to scramble around. He just would not know what to do because he has had so many injuries. There have been reports that he's failed multiple NFL teams' physicals to be drafted. That's a big concern to me. It really is. And the thing is, Tua looked so disastrous with throwing when under pressure. What's got him here is his athleticism. That he was rated, he was considered a dual threat quarterback, not a pocket passer, not a scrambler, a dual threat quarterback coming into college. And his he's been relying on his athleticism his whole life and his mobility his whole life to get him here. And that's gonna be taken away from him if things don't change soon. I've never seen a quarterback this injury prone, including RG3 coming into the NFL. In any years, in any draft I can remember. That's very concerning to me. And on the Dolphins, I don't want to take this big of a risk on him, especially considering the Miami Dolphins have probably the worst offensive line in football. If Tua is to play and start for the Dolphins next year, I see no chance of him being successful because he is playing behind an atrocious offensive line. And he's going to have no time to throw because he is not good at throwing under pressure. And if I'm the Dolphins here, I am just I don't want to have to panic and take Justin Herbert because I think Justin Herbert could be a solid quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to be a star quarterback. He's, I don't know if he has the potential as the same potential as Tua here. So the so and then the Panthers trade up to get this pick and they select Isaiah Simmons, um, Luke Keekley. Has just retired. They have a lot of holes to fill. But with me being the, the, the general manager for the Dolphins, I know that I, my, the Dolphins are interested in selecting Isaiah Simmons. Therefore, they, ha, they are forced to trade up to get Isaiah Simmons. And with Luke Keekley retiring, they can now use Isaiah Simmons to restart their defense. A crazy athletic freak who will fit in perfectly with this defense. Now, with the sixth pick in the 2006, 20 NFL draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. The LA Chargers are different from a lot of these teams that are picking this high. The Chargers are not in rebuild mode here. Um, to uh, going in the spot, um, I don't, I don't like Tua going in the spot with the Chargers being in win now mode. I mean. If I'm the Chargers, I don't want Tyrod Taylor to be, to be my guy. 
I don't want him to be my guy. He can't throw the ball very well. You have you still have great receivers. You have Keenan Allen. You have uh, Mike Williams. You have Hunter Henry. You still have Eckler. Um, you still have a, a number of great playmakers on defense. You could always sign a Cam Newton or a Jameis Winston as well. But the offensive line is still the same old bad offensive line. You traded your starting left tackle, Russell Okun. You, you traded him away. You're left with a bunch of question marks on the offensive line. Just as I previously mentioned, I don't want Jameis, or I don't want Tua playing in front of or behind this bad of an offensive line. I just don't. I don't, the talent is there. If I, if it's based, if this is, if Tua has had experience playing behind an offensive line that is stable and has had, and ha, does not have these injury problems, I pick him here. But Justin Herbert here, when I see him, I think of a player like Carson Wentz or Josh Allen. Um, Carson Wentz was obviously picked, um, was obviously picked at number two. But in the 2018 draft, so two years back, I thought that Josh Allen was going to be the best quarterback in the draft because he had Carson Wentz-like traits. The question with him was accuracy. He had athleticism, he had arm strength. But that's so. I think my, my biggest comparison for Justin Herbert is Josh Allen. People are concerned with Justin Herbert because he's not a, lead, not a leader and he's, can, he can have bad judgment throwing the football. But when I look at Justin Herbert... I think of Josh Allen because he has a very strong arm. He's incredibly athletic. They would run design read options for him to run the football even at Oregon. He is 6'6". He's a big dude. He can play behind that poor offensive line in in LA. I think he, he can win right away. He's staying close to home. I just think the best for the Chargers, the best situational pick here is Justin Herbert. So now with the seventh pick. This is the pick that Carolina trades back to Miami. I have Miami selecting Jedrick, or sorry, Tristan, no wait, sorry, Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, Iowa. In my opinion, I think Tristan Wirfs is the best offensive lineman in this draft. Iowa is no doubt, between them and Wisconsin, the best offensive line school in the country. Tristan Wirfs may not be, um the best left tackle in the draft, but he can play anywhere in that line. Brandon Scherf, a few years back, was the best player in the draft in 2014. Came out into the draft as left tackle, ended up being an all-pro left guard for the Redskins. I think this is a similar similar situation here with um, Carolina. I think Tristan Wirfs, or sorry, Miami. Tristan Wirfs is the best pick for them here. Even more so than the quarterback, they need offensive line help. They have... None of the starting five offensive linemen they currently have are quality starting linemen. They need to upgrade their offensive line more than anything. As in, they can't even wait to 19, their next pick. They have to do it as soon as possible. It sucks that they they, they passed on Tua, but they they just have to. In real life, though, the Carolina picks here, they probably go Derrick Brown. With the eighth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, Arizona Cardinals select Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. They're cut, they'd, they'd probably be bummed because I think in real life they'll probably take Tristan Wirfs here. But Andrew Thomas is a solid left tackle. He's big. If I'm the Cardinals here, I like Andrew Thomas more because he's, he's a bit more of a safe pick here. I can't really afford to swing and miss on a Mekhi Becton type pick here. 
Um, the good thing about Andrew Thomas here is he's a great run blocker. And if Andrew Thomas is to turn out to not be such a good offensive tackle and pass blocker, uh, I can always move him around to guard or center or some other position or right tackle. But I think Andrew Thomas here is a smart pick if I am um, George, if I'm the Arizona Cardinals here, because you mean you you have got to protect Kyler Murray here. With the ninth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, we have a trade. The Jacksonville Jaguars trade the ninth pick to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for the 13th pick and a second round pick from San Francisco. And with the ninth pick, the San Francisco 49ers select Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. I think there's a realistic chance that San Francisco trades up here. Um, the reason that the San Francisco 49ers are picking at 13 is because they, tra- they made a trade. They traded their star defensive lineman, DeForest Buckner, to the Indianapolis Colts in exchange for that first-round pick. They also let Emmanuel Sanders walk in free agency. They're all, it's also rumored, rumored that they are looking to trade wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. I expect that trade to go through. Um, I just don't think with, I don't, I don't see any way that San Francisco allows things to go forward the way it is with their wide receiver core. They have to get another wide receiver. It's not even up for debate and they have to get a sure thing. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars are unsure. They have a number of different picks. If they swap down to 13, they could very likely get whoever they decide they want to get a 13 as well. And still get a second round pick out of that. Um, I don't see any way that... Because um, we're, we're talking that the 49ers are going to go going forward with Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd, uh, Kendrick Bourne, these unproven wide receivers, basically. I don't see that happening. I, I, I see... Because if San Francisco were to get Jerry Judy... That would arguably arguably elevate this offense to the next level. I think Jerry Judy is, in my honest opinion, I would say Jerry Judy, in my opinion, is a top five or six player in this draft. I think that Jerry Judy is the best wide receiver prospect since Amari Cooper. I Amari Cooper was a top five pick. Um, we're talking that Jerry Judy. I think I believe is about an inch taller than Amari Cooper, a bit more physical than Amari Cooper. I think a lot more physical. I think he's a better route runner than Amari Cooper as well. Jerry Judy is a extraordinary route runner. He's a very physical receiver as well. He's great at opening. He's great at running routes. He can get he can get open down the field. He can play the slot. He can play the outside spot. I think it's a no brainer. I think that San Francisco has to make a move because if they don't, somebody else will. So Jerry Judy will go nine to. San Francisco, with the tenth pick in the, in the 2020 NFL Draft, we have a trade here. The Cleveland Browns. They are going to trade this pick to Denver. 
and Denver is going to select Henry Ruggs, wide receiver, Alabama. There's a lot of debate on whether on who uh, Denver should select. I think looking down this roster for Denver, the only real couple holes I see are a cornerback at cornerback and at uh, wide receiver. Other than that, their roster is pretty much solid. Uh, obviously, Drew Locke's gonna have to prove himself, but they could also they also could pick up a cornerback because there's still a number of good corners out available in free agency. But I think the reason I'd take CD Lamb or sorry Henry Ruggs over CD Lamb here uh, is because you already have an outside receiver in. Cortland Sutton, who's going to be a star. Uh, I think that Henry Ruggs is a fast. Is he's the he could be your your new Emmanuel Sanders. He's fast. He can get he could play in the slot. Could get open for you. He could be your sure th- your sure you know your your sure security blanket for Drew Locke. And he could he's a versatile guy. I think that he's I think I just think he's a bit better of a fit than. CeeDee Lamb for the Broncos. I do think CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb's probably the better receiver overall, but if I am if I am Denver here, I take Ruggs because I think Ruggs is the better pick. So with the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Um, the Jets gotta have a wide receiver. They have a bunch of unproven no-names like, you know, Quincy Anunua, uh Jamison Crowder. They have to get they have to get more experience at wide receiver, because um, if, if you do t- if you do take Mackay Becton here, there's no guarantee that he's going to be what you think he's going to come out to be. I think that C. Lamb here has got to be the pick. C. Lamb's an extraordinary talent. I think he sh- does not deserve to fall below eleven. With the twelfth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select C.J. Henderson, cornerback, Florida. C.J. Henderson ran a four three. I am kind of concerned about him. I could see him. I could honestly, I think CJ Henderson could be a bust. Um, not, he's kind of a, a face up corner. He gets beat quite a bit Not the greatest footwork, but he's quick. Uh, most scouts have him as the second best corner in the draft. I think with, if all three of these receivers are gone at this point, I think there's no other way for Oakland to go besides trading down or taking Henderson because Henderson's an extraordinary player here. And then, so that's that. I think Henderson goes to 12. I think he should go 12 to Oakland. So that with a 13th pick here, this is the pick that Jacksonville gets back in the trade. And they select Derek Brown, defensive tackle, Alabama. Uh, their def- the defensive front in Jacksonville is not the greatest. They had Taven, Bryan, Avery Jones. Not the greatest front, exactly. They wanted to get back to that Saxonville mentality. And I think the best way for them to do it, do it is to start with getting a, a star run stopper in Derek Brown. Someone that can stuff up the middle. And that's uh, Derek Brown's probably the best guy in the draft to do that. With the 14th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Tampa Bay Bucks select Mekhi Becton, offensive tackle Louisville. I think Mekhi Becton's a buster boom guy. He's a big guy, 6'8", what, 330. It's a big risk, big reward. Very strong guy, but I think that um, you got the one weakness for this Tampa Bay team's offensive line. You've got to get Tom Brady. You've got to keep him upright. It's the best thing you can do here. So with the 15th pick here, this is the pick that um this is the pick that Cleveland's getting a return from Denver. I have Cleveland selecting Calevon Chasen, 
edge rusher LSU. Um, other than offensive line, I think that the only other place I would need to think Cleveland needs to upgrade is on their linebacking core. Um, Chase Allen's an offensive outside linebacker. Could play great in this 3-4 scheme that Cleveland has. And he could pick up a lot of sacks because I think any edge rush help is good for Cleveland here. With the 16th pick here, I have the Atlanta Falcons selecting Javon Kinlaw. He's probably a top 10 actual player, uh, according to most draft boards. He fell because he has quite a bit of injury problems and high demand for wide receivers and, and uh, offensive linemen. I think that if I were the Falcons, the Falcons probably need more of a cornerback here, but I think Javon Kinlaw is probably the best player available here, and it's it's just too tough to pass on at 16. And doing a top 10 talent in the draft is extraordinary, and it's too much for the Falcons to pass on here. And with the 17th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, we have a trade. The Dallas Cowboys trade the 17th pick in the draft to New Orleans for pick number 24, 88, and 169. And with the 17th pick, the New Orleans Saints select Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback Alabama. This is how, this is what I mean when I say that the other teams had there were other teams that didn't need quarterbacks, and there was high demand for other positions. There is no way that Tua Tagovailoa is a sep- there is no debate that Tua Tagovailoa is the 17th best player in the draft. Tua is a top five player in the draft. Even with injury, he's still probably a top five or ten player in the draft with injury problems. Still, but I'm running this things here. There's no crazy trades up or anything until now. Just imagine. I mean, Drew Brees. I think he's on his last year. He's 42 years old. He can't throw the ball downfield as, as good as he used as he used to be able to. Uh, this. Everything's built up around him. Give Tua a year to, to, to get healthy and to learn the system under Sean Payton because he has a large playbook. Tua's a nice down-to-earth guy. He could fit in, in as he played his college ball on there. He could fit into the system perfectly. Six foot, just like Drew Brees is. Great, accurate, short, sh- great, accurate, mobile, short field passer. He's basically, he basically could end up being a more mobile version of Drew Brees. Hell, they like the Saints offense made Teddy Bridgewater get paid over $20 million this past offseason. If they if Sean Payton can make Teddy Bridgewater post brutal ACL tear look that great after looking atrocious for the Vikings when he got when in the limited action that he had, I think that uh he'd be I think that if there's one place I would love to see Tua go, it'd be New Orleans. I don't think he would probably play this year, but I think that New Orleans is a perfect place for Tua to end up going. With the 18th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the the Miami Dolphins select Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. There is no question, this is the biggest, most riskiest pick in the draft. Jordan Love is the biggest bust or boom quarterback of any position in any draft that I can remember. I cannot think of a quarterback that has a bigger bust or boom uh, potential than Jordan Love. Jordan Love, I believe, had, what, 17 touchdowns and 14 picks, something like that. He did not have a great year last year. He had a great uh, junior season, I believe it was, but this past senior year, whatever it was, it was not great for Jordan Love. Um, He had a new coach and all that, but still... 
We're talking Jordan Love. When I watch, I've watched Jordan Love play. He's 6'4". He's got a strong arm. He's got extraordinary vision and pocket mobility. His decision-making still needs a, a great deal of work. But we're talking a Jordan Love guy that's a late bloomer and has, I think of any quarterback in this draft, I, th- I think that Jordan Love probably has the, the most potential out of anyone. When I watch Jordan Love, I see him having the possible potential of being a an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes. We're talking a Jordan Love quarterback. Jordan Love only had one FBS offer coming out of high school, and that was to Utah State. Do you, do you know about of any other player, any other quarterback that was that under-recruited coming out of high school? I do. His name, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, didn't, he didn't start that hot in college, but he picked it up. I don't think it's really fair to compare uh, um, Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes consistently showed up in all of his games. He had a great high school career. Patrick Mahomes was not nearly as raw as Jordan Love is now. He had a great high school and college career in both football and baseball. But then Jordan Love, he's had... He's had a number of terrible games where one of there was one game where he went he he threw one touchdown and had three picks with 142 yards. Jordan Love is not polished, but he has potential to be the next Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. It's a risky pick, but if I'm the Dolphins, I can afford to make this pick because I have a number of other picks as well. If things go bad, we have the ammo to if we do bad this coming year. We could possibly get Trevor Lawrence or the ammo to trade up again next year in the, in the draft. But for now, it, it's going to be a risk, but I am taking Jordan Love. With the 19th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver LSU. The Raiders have a pretty solid roster now. It's improved a lot over the la- course of the last year. The two main holes I think they have left are wide receiver and corner. If I'm being honest, I could see uh, John Gruden going in any position, any direction in this draft at this point because we're talking about a guy who took, uh, who was it? Was it, it wasn't Dexter? It was Cleveland Farrell with a fourth pick last year. Who knows what Gruden will do here? But if you, if they're going to take C.J. Henderson at 12, they've knocked out the cornerback problem. They probably would have loved to take Jefferson up at that point too, but they're lucky enough that at 20 uh, or sorry 19, Jefferson's still available. I think I think they take him here, and I think that's a great fit for them. And he's a six foot guy can run across the field. He's a great athlete, great receiver. With the twenty first pick and sorry twentieth pick in the 2020, 2020 draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Christian Fulton, cornerback LSU. He could be the new Jalen Ramsey. Uh, the Jack could definitely use a corner. Um, Losing both their starting quarterback, they, they lost Boye, and now they just they just lost. Well, they obviously lost Jalen Ramsey when they traded them away. We're talking a Christian Fulton that's really physical. I think it could really be a perfect replacement and a perfect uh, guy to build a defense around. If I'm Jacksonville, with the twenty first pick in the twenty twenty draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select T Higgins, wide receiver, Clemson. The Eagles could really go anywhere in any direction at wide receiver. That I, th- I think they. Could, should even consider taking multiple receivers in this draft, considering what happened to them last year. Uh, you do have Alshon Jeffrey. I would not be surprised to see the Eagles try to trade him. Um, you, they do have they they lost Nelson Aguilar in free agency. I don't even know what the deal is with Deshaun Jackson, 
probably not going to play because he's probably he's been hurt quite a bit. I think T. Higgins is the best pick here for Philly. Uh, T. Higgins is a guy who's about 6'3", and he's not a... When I think of guys like T. Higgins that are 6'3 and above, I think of guys that all they can do is run it, run deep. You chuck it up to them, and they catch it. And that's pretty much it. They can't do much else. But when I see T. Higgins, he can not only can he run routes, he can run... I mean, he can run more than just a flower. He can run, you know, cross routes, you know, drag he can run he can run routes across the field he's actually a mobile guy he can he can he can produce serious yards after the catch here i think and we're also talking about t higgins he ran t higgins ran a 443 that's faster than jerry judy so this guy's 63 and fast and he can run routes this guy was he yeah he i think he's a great receiver i think any team would i think it'd be a mistake if he slid out of the first round. I think that he's probably the, I think he's the fifth fastest receiver, or fifth best receiver in this draft. With the twenty second pick in the twenty twenty draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jalen Johnson, cornerback, Utah. There is no doubt, no debate. The Vikings need a cornerback in this draft. Um, they lost all three of their starting cornerbacks, cornerbacks from last year: Mackenzie Alexander gone, Trey Wayne's gone, Xavier Rose gone. That leaves them with just Mike Hughes and a bunch of unproven corners. Like I mentioned with Denver, uh, there's a number of cornerbacks that are currently available in free agency that, free agency that could they they could the, the um, Vikings could pick up today and fill those holes temporarily. But uh, I, I had a tough time uh, deciding between Jalen Johnson and um, AJ, AJ Terrell. Uh, AJ Terrell is about an inch taller, runs a faster forty time and played against much more proven wide receivers in college. But I guess the experts say that Jalen Johnson is much more of a scheme for, for, for the Vikings. We're talking about Jalen Johnson. Who's a, he has a 36.5-inch vertical. I think that um, Jalen Johnson's more of a typical cover corner. I think A.J. Terrell's more of a gambling, playmaking-type corner. It's I think Jalen Johnson would be the safer pick for the Vikings. I think that's probably the type that uh, Mike Zimmer would want to try out, um, if, if I had to guess. Not only am I predicting that, if, am I saying the Vikings should do this, I'm guessing this will, this will probably happen in real life. With the 23rd pick in the 2020 draft, the Patriots select J, or AJ Epinesa, edge rusher, Iowa. Um, that's probably, the Patriots are probably going to try to fix their defense. And so, uh, New Orleans, they're, they traded this pick to Dallas, and Dallas, the 24th pick, will select A.J. Terrell, cornerback Clemson. The Cowboys' secondary was terrible last year. It was abysmal. It was definitely their weak link. And it's only gotten worse because they just lost their best secondary corner, Byron Jones. Best probably playmaker in their whole secondary. This Dallas deep secondary is in deep trouble. They have to they have to upgrade it. There's not it's not a debate. Uh, AJ Terrell's he's he ran a four three forty I believe it was four three low four four. This guy is a playmaker. He can pick the ball off. He's a pure football player. He's very aggressive, and um, I think that's probably that. I don't like this. I don't like the scheme fit as much because I think that Dallas would want to go for more of a cover corner as opposed to more of a physical playmaking type corner like AJ Terrell. But AJ Terrell is 6'1", and he's fast, and he can, he's can he got great playmaking skills. 
but it's kind of risky considering he's not much of a cover type corner. But the 25th pick, the Vikings' second pick, the Vikings select Yator Grossmatos, edge rusher, Penn State. In one of my mock drafts, I had the Vikings trading this pick along with a third round pick to try to get Yannick Ngakwe from the Jaguars. I still think they should do it, but I just think it's too unrealistic unrealistic to put it onto this this um this mock draft. Yator Grossmatos, um, the Vikings did lose Everson Griffin. The Vikings have a number of uh, holes to fill. I've talked to a lot of Viking fans that have said they want the Vikings to trade back with this pick. I think Yator Grossmatos is a very good defensive edge rusher. Uh, I think that he instead of being more of a, a, an edge rusher, he's more of a physical defensive end that can both rush the passer and stop the run. I think that He's a very undervalued guy. He can, he's going to help the he'd help the Vikings control the line of scrimmage. He can play in the three four or the four three set. Very big physical guy. I think if if Yator Grossmatos is available at the spot, they should take him because after Yator Grossmatos, there's a significant drop off in talent after that. So I just think that for Minnesota, Yator Grossmatos has got to be the pick here. Uh, a lot of Viking fans want wide receivers. Or want would like a wide receiver at this spot, but looking this wide receiver draft class is deep. And I think there's a number of good quarterbacks that Vikings could get in the second or even the third round that could, you know, just be just as productive as whoever they would des- decide to pick at this spot. Because if you are going to pick a, a wide receiver at this spot, you're probably looking at a guy like Denzel Mims, who's six three and would not really fill the shoes of Stephon Diggs. He's more of an outside guy like Thielen, so. You wouldn't want two Thielens. You want a guy like Diggs, a slot receiver. And I think at this point in time, when we're talking the best wide, the best wide receivers being available are guys like you know Denzel Mims, a big physical tall guy, and Lavisca Chenault being hurt, and Jalen Rager not being the fastest receiver there is. I think that it's smarter to pass up because there's definitely a guy that it's just not worth the value to get a receiver with a 25th pick because there's a number of guys you could pick there. With the 26th pick, the Miami Dolphins select Grant Delp at safety LSU. It baffles me that people are trying to say that Xavier McKinney is better than Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit is without a doubt the best safety in this, the best safety in this draft in my mind. I think Grant Delpit's probably a top 10 talent in this draft. I'd say the top, if, you, if we're talking top 10 players in the draft, I would go, well, Chase Young would be first. Uh, probably I'd go Burrow second, third Akuda, fourth Simmons. I would go, hmm, I'd probably go Judy fifth, actually, Jerry Judy fifth. Uh, I'd go Worf six, Wills seven. I'd probably go CD Lamb eight. I'd, I, yeah, I think that probably... Well, Derek Brown would be nine somewhere there, but yeah, I think Grant, Grant Delp is a top ten talent in this draft. I really do. Uh, we're talking the beginning of the year. He was a projected top ten draft pick in the in the draft. What if the question is what brought him back? Well, we play. Keep in mind, he came in this, into the season as an All American. Played the whole year with a sprained ankle. He played through it. He could have sat 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 and not played, risked his team not winning a championship to keep himself healthy. Did he do that? No, he did not. 
he wanted to play for his team. We're talking to Grant Delpit, who can cover and make plays up front. We're talking to Grant Delpit that runs a 4-3-9-40. And by the way, Xavier McKinney runs a 4-6-3. That's one of the slowest 40 40 dash times of any defensive back in the whole draft. And you're telling me Xavier McKinney is better than Grant Delpit, who runs a 4-3. Xavier McKinney is a great guy. Very versatile. Very physical guy. But he runs a 4-6. That's disastrous. And Grant, you're talking, we're, we're talking about this Miami team having Jordan Love, Jedrick Wills, and then now Grant Delpit. 27th pick, I have the, the Seahawks taking, speaking of safeties, Xavier McKinney. The Seahawks have really seemed like they had, had something missing on defense without Cam Chancellor. Uh, I think Xavier McKinney is a type of guy that could fill that hole quickly and great. So that's why I think I, that the uh, Seahawks should take McKinney here. For the 28th pick here, the Ravens select, uh, Baltimore Ravens select Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. Uh, the, the linebackers for Baltimore don't look so great right now. Uh, I think that Kenneth Murray is the type of guy that they look for. They could go Patrick Queen, but I think that Kenneth Murray is more of a typical scheme fit of, of the 3-4 scheme that the Ravens typically run. Kenneth Murray is a really great, uh, you know, sideline side to sideline playmaker. Really fast, really athletic, can make, can make you a bunch of tackles. I think that's exactly what the Ravens are looking for. I just think Kenneth Murray, I think Patrick Queen is probably the better linebacker. I just think that Kenneth Murray is the better fit for Baltimore here. For the 29th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Tennessee Titans select Josh Jones, offensive tackle, Houston. Uh, The Titans let Jack Conklin walk to go to the Cleveland Browns. Their offensive line seems a bit more improvement. I think that's where Josh Jones comes into effect. Could probably play left tackle or right tackle. I think that it's smart. To, it would be smart to keep Taylor Lewan at left tackle and pick up uh, Josh Jones here. And with the 30th pick in the 2020 draft, the Green Bay Packers select Brandon Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, Arizona State. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, there have been talk about them taking a quarterback. I disagree with that, especially if Jordan Love's been taken much earlier than this. Um I think Aaron Rodgers can play well for at least another five years or so. He just needs the finishing touches to finish to fix the team around him. The thing is, everyone always loves to make excuses for Aaron Rodgers all the time. Back in between 2012, sorry, 2013 to 2016, the Packers off, this was probably the best year, the, some of the best years of Aaron Rodgers' career. Won an MVP, made the playoffs all those years. Was a top seed, consistently considered one of the top quarterbacks in the whole league. Had Jordy Nelson, had Randall Cobb. Well, see, yeah, Devontae Adams. And that that offense was just a pure juggernaut. They could not stop, put, no one could stop them from putting points up on the board. But, of course, their defense could not stop anyone. So, of course, everyone put the blame on their defense. Now the, the, the Packers have improved their defense. Great. They, they, they had one of the better defenses in the whole league last year. Now they've made the mistake of cutting Jordy Nelson. They let Randall Cobb walk in free agency. Now we're talking about a, 
think about the Packers' offense here. I mean, they have a good offensive line. They have a good running game. They cut Jimmy Graham, but they they, don't, they have Devonta Adams. They have DeMarquez Valdez-Scantling. They have Equinamius St. Brown, but they have no one... They have no true slot receiver. You're telling me that six foot four, six foot three, Geronimo Allison and um, uh, Valdez Scantling are, are going to be good slot receivers to run over the middle of the field? No. I think that um, Ayuk would be a perfect fit here. He's about six foot. He runs about a four five ish, four five zero roughly. Can run play in the slot or the outside. Return to kicks for the Sun Devils. I think. Brandon Ayuk is the type of guy that could fill the shoes of the and play the same role that Randall Cobb once played. He's great after the catch as well. You don't need a guy that can go and you know run and run deep routes and catch the ball. No, you just need a simple slot receiver like Ayuk. I think Brandon Ayuk is the guy here. If if I if as a if I were, if I were rooting against the Packers, I would hate to see this to see uh, Brandon Ayuk go to. Um, Green Bay here. The 31st pick in the draft, we have a trade. San Francisco trades this pick to Miami, who selects Patrick Queen, linebacker LSU. This would be Miami's fourth first-round pick. If I'm Miami, I would be very happy with this. Because there have been rumors that the Dolphins are trying to trade up to the third spot without giving up the fifth pick. This Dolphins team could really have a great chance at building this team up. I think even with Fitzpatrick, in a division without Tom Brady, the last place schedule, so you're playing the easier teams, you're playing the Jets twice, you don't have to play Tom Brady this year. Um, this team could make a run at the playoffs, I think, if they find the right quarterback. They could also pass on Jordan Love and sign Cam Newton. They could take, you know, because we're talking if this if this Panthers team, sorry, if this Dolphins team were to improve its offensive line, add Grant Delpit and X Factor and Patrick Queen to this defense, can you imagine? Can you imagine that that would be unbelievable? That that roster would be so improved in just a matter of a few short years. Incredible. I would love to see this happen. I think in this spot, I was a great general manager for the um, LSU Tigers. And finally, with the last pick in the first round, 32nd, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking Trayvon Diggs. The Chiefs, we all know their defense needs to improve. Their defense is a bit inconsistent, but they need to make a few small improvements here and there. So after the, now that the first, this first round's done, I have a couple other moves that I made. Um, so I had that, the Trent Williams trade that I mentioned earlier, I had to see the I had the Seahawks re-signing Jadavia and Clowney. I don't th- I think that if Jadavia and Clowney does not return to Seattle, I think he'll go to Tennessee probably. The Jaguars will sign quarterback Jameis Winston. The Browns will sign quarterback Cam Newton. Why? Because well, they can afford to. Baker Mayfield is still on his rookie contract. This Browns roster is just too talented. It's not the point of it is not to give up on Baker Mayfield. The point is is if Baker Mayfield has another bad season where he's throwing a bunch of picks and he's the one guy 
letting you down, you have to have someone to turn to. I, I would just say the Cleveland Browns should bring in Cam Newton's as, as a measure of be playing it safe because if Baker Mayfield just stinks up the joint again this year, you got to have someone to turn to. And I think Cam Newton is your guy because clearly no one else wants him. So that's all I have for the draft, the picks now. But a couple of other um, notable picks I have after that. I have, um, well, Zach Bond going to Cincy, but then Denzel Mims going to Indy. Uh, I have the Dolphins picking up Jonathan Taylor with a, with the, uh, no, wait. That can't be right because they traded that pick away. Um, I have, let's see here. Chicago Bears taking cornerback uh, Noah Igbigny of, of Auburn, which would be a great pick there. I have Tampa Bay taking DeAndre Swift, which would be a great fit for Tom Brady and company. Another doubt. Uh, Pittsburgh taking Jalen Rager, a wide receiver out of, of um, TCU. That'd be a, another great pick for them as well. Um, the LA Rams, I had them you know, making a good draft as well, picking up all. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry out of LSU. And then um, I had them taking Jonathan Taylor as well, who I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be... I will say this right now, that teams are making a mistake not taking Jonathan Taylor in the draft. I don't understand how he's not picked higher. I don't understand how he's not better than DeAndre Swift. I believe it was DeAndre Swift didn't have any... like He had like one 100-yard game his whole career at Georgia or something like that. Jonathan Taylor balled out in bad weather against good defenses... And also ran a, still ran a 4-3. He's got track speed. And he, 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 is, he has speed and he has ability. And he's got a humble attitude. I don't know what else a kid could need. I don't see how he's not a first-round talent. I don't see how he's not. But I have Jonathan Taylor going to the Rams in this draft. That, that would be a steal. Let's see what else here. I have Clyde Edwards-Elair going to Jacksonville. <laughs> there are rumors that the um, Jags are trying to trade Leonard Fournette. I'd believe it if I'm hearing it. But Clyde Edwards-Eli would be a big pickup for them. I have the Colts taking Jacob Eason in the third round. Um, let's see what else here. I have Cam Akers going to the Detroit Lions in the third round. I have Jake Fromm going to the Patriots in the third round as well. Along with uh, Jalen Hurts going to the uh, Tennessee Titans in the, th- in the third round. But it should be interesting. Looking forward to this draft tomorrow and... uh We'll see how good my predictions are.